Hey, everybody. Hi. We are back. So, I, 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 I wasn't planning on starting a show like this, Squeezer, but uh, that game intro I picked for the beginning. Mm-hmm. It's a game called Casino Kid. I just I saw it because I was gonna play like a different casino game, and it was clear. Oh, there's no music in this game. So I just went back <laughs> and typed Casino NES, and Casino Kid came out, and it almost looks like it's like an RPG almost set in a casino. I'm looking it up mm -hmm. right now. Okay, let's kill this goddamn music. Casino Kid is a casino video game for the NES released in 1989. Um, it was developed by SoFell. It takes place in a fictional Las Vegas. The Japanese version actually used the city of Las Vegas, Nevada, where the object is to earn as much money and defeat the evil king of the casino. Games <laughs> at the casino include blackjack, five-card draw, poker, slot machines, and roulette. If I, oh, I'm sorry. Slot machines and roulette were omitted from the North American version. While the North American version uses a parody name for Las Vegas Casino, the Japanese version uses the actual Golden Nugget game. In the Japanese version, it's possible to travel to other casinos like New York City and Japan for a substantial airfare cost. Players can essentially customize the game in the Japanese version by placing in their own name. Casino Kid has blue hair in the Japanese version and blonde hair in the North American version. A free mode... Um is added into the Japanese version that allows experimentation with gambling strategies. There's a different introduction in both versions. It looks almost like it's like an yeah, it's like an RPG set in a casino and you get you gamble your way to the top. Uh, yeah, it's like a like a crystallis overhead kinda Yeah, and like like you see the little Playboy bunnies at the bar and shit? Yeah, they really uh Yeah. I mean I, they're already gambling. I guess it's not really a I mean, it's, it's called not like ca Casino Kid. It's not a kid's game. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's called Casino Kid. <laughs> Nothing to do here with kids here. Um, now, oh, it says kid. I might have to fire this whore up on my emulator and give her a play. I mean, it's not like Little League, <laughs> Little League World Series with two well-endowed cheerleaders for some reason. When uh, jump up and down whenever you hit a home run. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I know that was informative for a little squeezer. Uh, yeah, There's yeah. a Casino Kid 2. Hmm. hmm. Interesting. Anyway, we're back. Hi. <laughs> Another Rad Years podcast. Uh, I don't know what's going on with my audio board. Everything is louder for some reason, but fine. Uh, just let the engineer over there handle it, okay? Mm, she's a little, she's wearing her tuxedo. Oh. She's in my lap. But she likes to fuck with my goddamn presets. Kenny Powers. Is he? Stop fucking with my presets. Uh, anyway, the Phillies managed to win tonight uh, before I we came to bed. Uh, Ted Lasso continues to be the fucking finest, most goddamn charming show on television. It's just delightful. Um. Yeah, it's a, it's a great show. We watched episode seven of season three tonight, and uh, yeah, I don't know. That's uh, you're not giving What's me anything. <laughs> oh, wait, I, I'm, you're, uh, I'm talking about the uh, Ted Lasso. I got, I got, I got nothing on it. Yeah, I have no. All I know is the guy wears like a, a khakis and like a, a windbreaker. 
Right? No, he wears like a sweater, a V-neck sweater over a... Okay, sure. Yeah. V-neck... I, that's the only thing I know about the show. It's really good. It's it's really okay. well done. It's created... It's the, uh, Jason Sudeikis was one of the creators. Uh, the three coaches of the show are the creators. Um, and and it's show ran by uh, Bill Lawrence, who show ran uh, Scrubs. A little show called Scrubs, everybody. Oh, okay. I could see why it's good then. Yes. Uh, I just wish it was somewhere I could watch it. So did Jake rub in that he was right today uh, on Tuesday or today too? About what? So you know, uh, on Monday, WWE tweeted out a picture of the Winged Eagle and said, "What does this remind you of?" And for uh, the last couple of months, him and I have been going back and forth that Triple H is going to bring the Winged Eagle back because Co- uh, Cody talked about it and whatnot, and that's like the belt that that I grew up with, that you grew up with. Um. The winged eagle is the belt, and I thought it was gonna. And then I heard rumor that there was a, a belt that was approved and it was coming. And then I, I texted Jake and I made the bet, which you you recorded. We did the yes mega powers handshake. And well, we, we, you still got a whole year. Yeah, but he kind of was right. He said that Triple H has a hard on for the big gold, and that's probably what he'll bring back. And fuck, was he right? <laughs> yeah, it's uh... it's a beautiful belt. Uh, you obviously don't like it because you were about to shit on it. Well, no, it, I, I wasn't about to shit on it. it actually, I kind of like it more than the... Oh, it's way... The current belt suck. I, yeah, I like it a lot. It looks like... It actually reminds me more of like an old boxing belt. Yeah, it's a, it's a real wrestling belt. It's it not a like fucking a logo on leather. And like he had said, the, with the problem with the wing deal, they love their logo. Yeah. And that fits very prominently... It's like they just took the big gold and slapped their big logo on the middle of it. I I kind I like it. I like it a I lot. Do. I think it's good. It's yeah. a nice. Belt. I I don't like the. I hate. I hate the. I do not like the current one that or the new newer version that they had. Same thing like the the UFC belts. Like they're just hideous looking. I thought like they're they're the same along the same vein. They're very too modern. There's, you know. I so you know I love. The I, I, the belts that we grew up with are my favorite. The World Championship, the Intercontinental, and the two tags. I hate the current tag belts. I fucking hate them. The fucking... What are they called? The uh, Roman soldiers? Hoplites? Whatever. Uh, the Usos? No. the the You named your production company. I made the logo for you. Hoplite. Hoplite. They have the yeah. two Hoplites in the middle. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I hate those belts. The Usos don't have them anymore, dude. Sammy and well, uh, Kevin. Have I know them. that, but you you said, oh, I thought I thought you said Romans. Oh, when you said Romans, I thought you meant like <laughs> Romans guys. And that's oh, the Roman soldiers on the belt. Yeah, uh, they're Greek. Oh, well, fuck me then. That's why. That's why I was confused as to what you were saying. <laughs> yeah, they are. They're pretty. It doesn't make sense. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. I hate those belts, but. I hate it. I hate the new Intercontinental belt. I actually like the new U.S. belt. I do like the U.S. belt. It's got a big old eagle on it. But, yeah, this belt's nice. You just just like eagles. I think eagles belong on belts. The new Intercontinental belt is just shit, but that Gunther's a pretty good wrestler. Yeah. And and they're bringing back legitimacy to those mid-card titles, finally. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, because that match at WrestleMania was fucking awesome. That was that was fun. It was it was painful. 
Yeah. Um. So yeah, we'll, we'll move on from wrestling. The yeah, fucking. The, the, the I, uh, I want to stay with the IC belt though. It it almost looks like a piece of like there's no. Like compared to like the new big gold that they have, like there's a lot of depth and detail to it. It looks like a tin like plate. Yeah. It's yeah. just so flat. Yeah, that's what I like about the the U.S. champion. So like much detail because it was the first ever 3D printed belt. Oh. Yeah, they 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 three D print that whore, and um, they might have done that for the the new. Whoa, belts are expand. Like, don't ever like if you look on WWE's uh, site and you want to buy a belt, just like keep checking back for the best price. Unless it seems like cheap to you, then buy it. But right now they're super expensive. Like the 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 big blue eagle squeezers right now is four forty nine. I got it for three hundred dollars. Wow! Like and it wasn't on set. It's was just they changed the price on these constantly. Even like the the current like the universal oh god the universal championship belt. I just I fucking hate it. But yeah, those are four fifty. The new the new one that they just uh, it's five hundred bucks. It's five hundred. Sheesh. Yeah. So don't uh, like make sure to shop around. When you're uh, buying those replica titles, because you can get them at better prices. I want that WCW belt so bad. I almost pulled the trigger a few times, but I'm like, what am I gonna do with it? <laughs> I have the the Razor Ramon Intercontinental belt. That's all you need. And I have the Big Blue Eagle. They're both beautiful belts hanging in my office. Mm-hmm. I'd never get a modern one, I don't think, but this big gold is pretty nice. Um, what else? Oh, fuck, the new Flash trailer. God damn, it came out yesterday. What did you think? I didn't get a chance to watch it yet. Oh, my God. I, I'm going to have to spoil something for you. Yeah, go ahead. In the trailer, Batman, uh, Michael Keane's Batman says, you want to get nuts? Let's get nuts. And I, I fucking marked out so hard for that one line. Because it was ad-lib. There was, you know, John Peters in the book, Hit and Run, which we, if you listen to the early Ching. episodes of the show, I, I was reading freshly and I talked a lot about in the show. He said that scene was improvised because John Peters was crazy and was like, we need something more. And like Michael Keaton was just pissed. So he said, you want to get nuts? Let's get nuts. <laughs> Uh, so CinemaCon's happening in Vegas, and um, they they screened The Flash, and it, uh, the the vibe is pretty good. Um, James Gunn, uh, in another week or so, another week, yeah, another week, James Gunn is done with uh, MCU, his final installment of... Um, Gardens of the Galaxy is released to theaters. Uh, That's he's gonna be fun. Yeah, and he's done. I know. I can't wait for Guardians Three. Uh, it's gonna be emotionally destroying, isn't it? I think with the rocket stuff, yeah. They've been yeah. so. I just rewatched them on the planes with Infinity War and and Endgame, and they've been leading up to Rocket's big story for a while now. Yeah. Yeah, I can't. It, it'll be a hell of an arc, but it's gonna grown men crying over a raccoon. <laughs> That's what will be happening. 
Um, so I get, I'm reading this. This Kevin Feige's reaction to James Gunn's a Suicide Squad announcement revealed a new report. After James Gunn's dismissal from Guardians 3 in 2018, because he was fired, the filmmaker wasted no time at all looking for other opportunities. Shortly after the filmmaker was revealed, relieved from his duties, I can't read, he was announced as the writer behind the Suicide Squad reimagining, and before long at all, he was named the director, kind of how Superman. <laughs> it's like, I'm writing, okay, I'll direct it. Uh, in fact, the timeline ran much quicker than anyone might expect. The day before he was rehired by Marvel Studios and Disney, Gunn accepted the directorial job at Warner's. To make sure everything was still good to go, Gunn went over to Kevin Feige's home, and the night he received word he could once again direct Guardians 3, it was there, according to filmmaker, he told the Marvel Studios boss about his new DC role. Um, speaking with the Hollywood Porter, Feige's response wasn't one out of anger or jealousy, but rather the producer simply told Gunn to just make a good movie. Gunn then took the advice to heart because despite the lower-than-expected box office, Suicide Squad ended up being one of DC's best-reviewed films and eventually landed the filmmaker a role at DC Studios. Oh, he's just, just making a good movie. So that really didn't need that whole preamble. <laughs> no, no. Well, you you got to get your words in. Yeah, I guess. You got to clickbait. Yep. Mm. So I'm excited like for that. You see all, all the... I like how there's always a, a new picture of Harrison Ford on the Indiana Jones set. And it's literally just the same picture. Like, not the same picture, but... Okay. It's a picture of him as Indiana Jones. Mm-hmm. And it's like it's like breaking news every time. Oh, here it is. I'm like, okay. Yes, it is. You didn't need to post that. Uh, yeah. No, you didn't. Um, what else is on this? Uh, Gar- it says Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 will set up new team after James Gunn's departure. Well, we'll see. We'll have to see the movie, Squeezer. Yeah. I'm excited. Did you see uh, Papa John's reveal? I'm learning enough comicbook.com reveals it's um, Cool Ranch Doritos Taco Bell dupe. Hmm? Oh, no. Taco Bell's Cool Ranch, which was my favorite. The Cool Ranch Doritos Locos Taco lost the comeback bid. Their Doritos is signing with Papa John's? I don't know. It says, Papa John's is introducing its take on the classic tortilla chip. Wednesday, the pizza joint unveiled its Cool Ranch Doritos uh, Papadilla, the chain's version of calzones or stromboli. Using regular pizza dough as a crust, Cool Ranch Dorito dust is added to the outside with sauce. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, fuck. I want this. God. <laughs> The Papa- I, I mean, look, we're going to have to get it, right? The Papadilla is served with the newly created Cool Ranch, cool Ranch Doritos flavored ranch dressing dipping sauce. God, that sounds awful. That's weird because, like, Pep- I guess they don't really own it anymore, but they did own Pizza Hut, Pepsi, hmm. which owns... Um, I, I know they're, they're still linked. Oh, God. What? So, Taco Bell's letting fans decide. Back in end of March, they were letting fans decide what to bring back. And they didn't bring back the Cool Ranch Dorito Taco. Those fucking assholes. 
The winner will be revealed April 13th. So I guess it wasn't. <laughs> I was I, That was my favorite. I mean, good thing. I don't want to eat Taco Bell, but I stopped kind of eating it because they got rid of the only menu, menu item I ate. Yeah, I, I, it's easy for me. Until they bring back the volcano burrito, that thing was the best. Mm. Um, another funny story. We watched Shazam 2, Fury of the Gods, the other night, and it's good. I, I, I would watch it, especially if you're like a Philly guy because it really takes place in Philly this time. They destroy Citizens Bank Park. Oh, no. Oh. Yeah. Um, the final final scenes take place there. Sets. Um, so I'm watching the movie, and I'm already pissed at you because we talked about holding out for a hero, and you didn't tell us it was in Mario. Well, I didn't want to spoil it. <laughs> you, you literally, I started, like, even mentioning, like, just things that, vagaries and you're like oh, don't talk so i just i just i clammed up no okay and i i wouldn't have thought to that's what i was like out of all I the things to say like oh things. that's in but it was still cool and then it was i said last week it was in the tetris movie the, mm-hmm. the apple movie so now i'm watching fucking shazam and the first big action se- sequence <laughs> guess what song's playing <laughs> <laughs> holding out for a hero i guess it's getting a renaissance Pro- and I totally gave our show the full credit for that. Season. Absolutely. Yeah. As it should have full credit. Yeah. Now, now, granted, all of that was done like months ago. Yeah, but we it wasn't the first time we've talked about holding out for a hero on the show. Sure. I read the lyrics last time we talked about who's well, Harry By that logic, though, we should have a Brave Star movie by now. Yeah, where the fuck is that? I don't know. We got to do it, it ourselves. We got to get the rights right, and just do it. Yeah. I have zero experience. What? Zero experience what? At, at making, you know, a multi-million dollar movie. I mean, you built me a blockbuster set and we shot a commercial. That looks pretty goddamn good today on it, so. Yeah, I know. Well, I, I, I don't think we're going to have the same uh, $120 budget and 15 minutes of... Uh, 15 minutes of filming so film yeah we do, we shot we shot on a really good camera sony camera and a really crisp high definition only for me to make it look like it was shot on <laughs> vhs yay that's how you gotta we should have shot on a vhs camcorder uh, VHS? yeah uh, you know what sometimes you need a really big light and then you knock it down that's the way it looks the best <laughs> Uh, okay well um uh, did you see i i, I don't want to i'm not i'm talking about the uh side characters because i want to get other people upset the uh some of the promotional images and the posters for the little mermaid no yeah it's um it's like they they went into the uncanny valley with a backhoe and dug as far down as they possibly could. Where do I look for this? Uh, I think IGN has uh, an article. I think, is it right on the top? What of the do page? I search? Just tell me to search. Just go to IGN and it's uh, one of the top stories there. Or Little Mermaid 
Look for Little Mermaid Scuttle, maybe. See if that gets you there. Little Mermaid character posters revealed with disturbingly realistic Scuttle and Sebastian. Who's Scuttle? Scuttle's the bird. Isn't Sebastian the bird? Sebastian's the crab. Oh. And Flounder's the fish. Okay. James Javier Bardem is King Triton. Jonah Howard King is Prince Eric. David Diggs is Sebastian. Okay, that's creepy. Yeah, but visually. Aquafina is Scuttle. Isn't that a, a water? Jacob Tremblay is Flounder. How is the bird underwater? No, no, he doesn't live under it. Because she, remember, she goes to land. And yeah, she... I know, but in the poster, the bird's underwater. Oh, maybe... Uh... She's holding the dinglehopper. I remember that. Yeah, well, you know, some birds do dive. You know? Okay. Jacob Tremblay is flounder. God, it, it looks so... What? Holly Bailey, not Barry. Holly is Ariel. Melissa McCartney is Ursula. That looks pretty good, Ursula. Yeah, uh, the humans look like humans, or, you know... Mm. Yeah, she's a good Ursula. The mer uh, animals. But uh, the animals... Uh, uh, I'll have to ask Mrs. Squeezer if they have their tickets. Did we for, talk uh, on this show that mermaids may have been because people used to fuck manatees? <laughs> I'm pretty sure we have. I think we did. But if not, we can take if if we if they hadn't, we can now take credit for that in the future if it happens. No, no, that's a real thing I read. Oh, I, yes, I yeah. And I think we've talked about it before. Yeah, yeah. It might not have been on this show. It might have been, you know, at work. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I did think we talked about it at work. Yeah, I think that that's one of those, like, oh, it's not a very slow game. And, yeah, uh, we had one well, was last night. It was, it was, yeah, it, it it was, was a little disturbing. Last night we were just, it was a, a good shit-talking night. It was very good shit-talking night. Oh, and, oh shit, I gotta buy that. What? I, I know I'm kind of sworn off the Funkos, and they're ruining so much other shit, and just flooding the market but they have they're coming out with a voodoo ranger pop figure and i that's my beer so i think i need to have that uh, yeah I'm, awesome I, I am no more funko pops yeah especially since I, I think this might be my last one funko bought mondo and is fucking it wow and i, I don't even bother looking anymore all right mondo yeah yeah probably for the best <laughs> I mean, I, I get like the email. I'm like, ah, no, I don't need that. I don't need that. I'm good. I thought uh, there was a chance of so Enchantress uh, was looking to get. She's like, start sending me birthday ideas now. So I sent her this poster. There's one of the record, uh, the the Snoopy record posters that just they released. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, maybe there's a chance. And I completely forgot there's there now. Every poster that comes out is one of the last posters that'll ever come out from Mondo. And no, it was gone. All of them were gone. Uh-uh. But uh, uh, did you see Dave Grohl was in the crowd for some band, uh, Sleeful Sleaford Mods at Coachella, and like he was just in the audience, and no one was bothering him. Ah, he's the man. Sure. Well, he's just a, a nice old man at the show with all the kids. Uh, they're an English post-punk music duo. Oh, fuck, I might have to look up these motherfuckers. Yeah. 
Sleaford Mods. If Dave Grohl's into them, I gotta... He's one down to Coachella to check out some music. He's he's such... He's the fucking... How can you not love Dave Grohl? New uh, Foos coming out. I'm seeing them live in uh, September. Oh. At the See Here Now Festival. Can't wait. Uh, I watched some of the Coachella live stream. I, I know I told you to tune in one night. What I don't yeah, even know what band it was. It was uh, the Gorillas. Oh, the Gorillas. That's on their right. second set. Yeah. It was all right. Like I said, though, everything sounded flat. It did. The sound did sound pretty flat. Yeah. I was just like, like it, it sounded like when I sing along to it in my head. Like that's what it sounded like. Yeah, I was just watching to see how they shoot music, and they do exactly what we do. So we're not doing anything wrong, no. or maybe. They're just as bad as we are. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, true. Ah, uh, okay. Um, that was enough preamble. We already started kind of talking uh, about gambling with a casino kid that I stumbled upon as we started the show. So why don't we get into it? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was searching Sleaford mods. Sleaford mods. Just just put it in your back pocket. It, it's on my it's on my phone for later, so I can check yeah. it out after the show. Yeah, we all wanna know if Dave Grohl thinks it's cool, then we then I think it's yes. cool. If Dave Grohl jumped off a bridge, would you? Fuck uh, yeah. Yes. Probably would. Come coming, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> uh all right. Um You are first this week because I I'm think scared. I was first last week. Here, here it is. We're talking retro. Should we talk about? It? Yeah, retro gambling. So the whole concept of the episode is uh, gambling things that are from when we grow were growing up in the '80s and '90s. Yeah, and as we were kids. Yeah, it, it was like way harder to gamble back then. Now it's like get on your phone and fucking start yeah. piss your money right I, down I the toilet. I am glad I have. I does not. I do not have that bug. I, I have no need. I, in uh, fact, I, I hate the idea of it. Well, I. I mean. I didn't gamble a dollar in Las Vegas, Squeezer. Mm -hmm. <coughs> Pardon me. Pleasure. <Bless> oh, <coughs> goodness. Gesundheit. Bless you. He's allergic to, he's allergic to cats. Yes. <laughs> sitting on his lap. She got down, but her fur is fucking everywhere. Um, but then I bet some money on the Phillies the other day. So, you know, I like I like betting a little money here and there in the Phillies yeah. or the Do sports. You like I like playing blackjack. I like playing poker. I don't like to gamble. I don't like playing either of those, but uh, I like... See, that's why I don't gamble in casinos, because I don't know what I'm doing. And But those are like skill games, too. Like if like the pure luck, just playing roulette or craps, like it does nothing for me. Pull, like, pulling a slot machine handle does nothing for me. I like the game. I like the tangible. Like, and I don't want to play the video shit either. I like that have the cards and the chips and the clickety clacks. Yes. Yeah. Um. Anywho. Any, anywho, let's start with your first, uh, the man who hates gambling, his first gambling pick. Here it is. Oh, I guess I should pot up the the effect right there before I go blow my nose. 
that Mike McDermott's best friend just got out of jail. I need money. I gotta get together some role here. And already, he's got himself in debt. I don't have to tell you my collection methods. The cop's up in arms. You're fixing to go down hard. And the Russian mob breathing down their necks. If you don't help my money, then you are mine. Matt Damon, Edward Norton, John Turturro, Famke Jensen, Gretchen Maul, with John Malkovich and Martin Landau. Rounders, rated R, starts September 11th in theaters everywhere. Flopped and not straight. Why, why does it bleep? That's what I could find. It was one of those, like, movie... No more. Well, um, things. For a while, you couldn't monetize on YouTube with, like, excessive cursing. So I'm glad someone figured out how to monetize a movie that's not theirs. Because I can go on busting you up all night. Nit. Nit. He beats me. Straight up. Pay him. Pay that man that his man money. His money. Guy is so awesome in this movie. I don't know. I don't know if it's good acting or bad acting. He's just fucking fantastic. Who was that? Uh John Malkovich. Oh. Teddy KGB. Yeah, he he's the the Russian crime boss that runs a, a underground poker ring that uh, Matt Damon uh, gets sucked into. Uh, I'm I won't I'm not gonna MacGyver this whole thing. I like this um, movie. This movie's good. I love it. Yeah, it is. I haven't. And you know what? I was thinking too. I'm like I haven't watched this in a long fucking time. Ed Norton's great. We just watched Birdman the other night. Ed Norton's so good. Yeah. Oh yeah. This is probably my first movie I saw him in. I think mine uh, was Fight Club. Oh, uh, yeah, I guess. Well, when when was Fight Club? Was that 97? 98. 98. Well, this was 98 as well. It was a good year for him. Good year for him. Yeah, good year for all these guys. Shit. Um, well, uh, he wasn't the star. Matt Damon was the star of this movie. Well, yeah. But uh, Ed, he was a piece of... Ed Norton, like, broke out with Fight Club. Yeah, he was a piece of shit in this too. It was great. Um, <laughs> Norton plays a good piece of shit. He does play such a good piece of shit. But even even as a piece of shit, you like him, and that's why I I love this because it kind of has, um, like the the it, well, I'll, I'll let Robert Roger Ebert seal for me. Um, he gave it three out of four stars, but he said Rounder sometimes has a noir look, and like also there's like the voiceover and all that kind of stuff, and just the themes of it is very like. It could go that film noir way, buddy. It has a film noir look, but has, but it never has a noir feel because it's not about losers, or at least doesn't admit it. It's more of a sports picture, which talented heroes win. Like, and that's it's true. Like, even like uh, Malkovich's character, like the bad guy in it, like he's still likable. Like he's a fun character that you enjoy, and it's not all these just. Like in your traditional film noir, it's like even like your hero is just this uh, foibled piece of shit. You're like you want Matt Damon, like he's a good guy. You know, he's he's like in a law school. He's like trying to get by, and he wanted to play poker. And I like that they actually use like real poker in the in the movie too. Uh, like when he's like watching TV and shit. But yeah, it's uh, it's a fun and um, it started. The, like the the it's pretty much responsible for like the poker craze 
that blew up a couple years later. Yeah, everyone was playing poker. Yeah, because it got... So this came out at the same time as, I think it was Poker Planet, was the first online poker game. And it got people interested, and so people started playing. And as people... It wasn't like an instant, like, oh, this movie came out, everyone's playing poker. But people started playing, but then people got good. And when people got good... Then they started getting into the World Series as they got good. So it took like five, four or five years. And then it was like 2003, Chris Moneymaker won the whole thing. And then it, I was, that was bad timing or it was great timing for me because we were in college at that point And there was so many online poker options. So like all you did, you went back to your room and you just sat there and I had like three screens up and I was just playing like five poker games at a time. My roommate was playing like a dozen games. Oh, all my games. friends were playing Poker Stars. Poker Stars? The app? Um, <sighs> no. That was real what did gambling. I play on? Was this real gambling? Make yes. for money? Yeah, it was real. Yeah. Yeah, this they played I poker. Play, I played like real well, small hands. Like I only had to put like 50 bucks in at a time. He was dropping like hundreds of dollars in, in college. Um, early 2000s. I barely know how to play poker, so. Poker? People have tried see. to teach me a billion times, and I just, I'm not interested. I don't care. Oh, Ultimate Bet. That's where I played. I played on Ultimate Bet. Uh, yeah, Tommy was uh, playing fucking Poker Stars constantly. <laughs> I think I liked Ultimate, why did I go with that? I think it was, it was a smaller rake. Uh, there was a lot of, like, just uh, cheap cheap tables i can get in on uh like i said i just like to play it wasn't even it wasn't about like like for me like the rush of like winning 25 cents was huge now that was a lot of money for me back in the day you know that was that was like two beers for, with some of the stuff that we were drinking because we'd get that bohemian ice so right there Ugh. yeah but yeah uh this uh, and it's it's really is a good movie, like he's, like Roger Ebert said. It's a, it's a sports movie where people sit <laughs> around. <laughs> but I mean, I guess you can argue Moneyball is a sports movie too. So you know, that's true. But yeah, but yeah, and also even Matt Damon, like with his face busted open, is still just a handsome devil. He is a handsome devil. Yeah. But yeah, I love I love this movie. I got Where is it? Is it streaming anywhere? Where's Rounder streaming? It's a good question for the internet. It is a good I internet. Where is Rounder streaming? Do 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 do. God damn it. Do 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 do. Paramount Plus. Oh, I have that. Yeah, I don't fuck them. Oh well, I guess <laughs> I don't like it that much. Uh, in fact, like if if you ever hear like sirens or murder sounds from down the hallway, Enchantress is going to bed with the dulcet, soothing tones of uh, um, Criminal Minds on Paramount oh, Plus. Oh, fun! That's fun. I used, I mean, to be fair, I went. I used to go to bed watching Aliens. So, <laughs> yeah. Well, I could see going to bed watching Aliens, but going to bed watching Alien. I don't know. About oh that. yeah, no, I I watched that during the day with the lights on. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Aliens is an action movie. It's Ali an action movie. Alien is a fucking horror movie. Yeah, Aliens gives you like a couple jump scares, but the rest of it is yeah. Yeah, it's a. It's so a, yeah, it's action. God damn it! 
All right. Um. So I guess it's uh my turn. Uh, yeah. Okay. So I could have loaded up my picks in the soundboard like a good boy, but I didn't. <gasps> so here they are. I had to come dig it out. A champ without a hand. You would never have a Phillips head screwdriver, would you? A rookie without a clue. Whoa! And a woman without a bra. Get your hands off me! From the creators of Dumb and Dumber. Oh, I need you now more than ever I need you. Woody Harrelson, Randy Quaid, Vanessa Angel, and Big Bad Bill Murray. Kingpin. Rated PG-13. Starts Friday, July 26th at theaters everywhere. Yeah. Hey, to speak Australian. That made me want to bloom an onion in this state right away. <laughs> That's all it takes. <laughs> that was a Foster's commercial, but yeah. Oh. Foster's Australian for beer. Sound like an Outback commercial. Um, No, it was Hey, to speak Australian. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Um, so this is Kingpin, and why gambling? It's because he loses his hand at the beginning of the movie from uh, mm. Big Bad Bill Murray uh, convincing the hustle group of local bowlers, and when they realize they're con, they shove his uh, hand into the ball return and end his career. <laughs> I think that's the best way to lose a hand. Right? Uh, great, funny fucking movie. Uh, Michael Keaton, Chris Farley, and Charles Rocket were considered for the roles of uh, played by Woody, Harrelson, Quaid, and Murray, respectively. That could have been funny. Chris Farley as uh, yeah. the Amish guy. Jim Carrey was the first choice for Ernie McCracken. It was raked over the coals by critics. And Roger Ebert... Well, it uh, wasn't for them. Well... Here's where you're going to notice a um, a trend on the rat ears. Roger Ebert, however, had one of the more noteworthy positive reviews. He gave it three and a half out of four stars. That's more than Rounders got. Uh, yeah. Uh, and even Siskel, Gene Siskel endorsed the film, putting it on his list of 10 best films in 1996. Impressive. Roger Ebert knew when a movie was what a movie was going for. This is not fucking high cinema it was all filmed in pennsylvania uh in pittsburgh er, that area um fucking booty harrelson's great and everything randy quaid is hysterical vanessa angel plays the part really well. uh you know the no brawl thing <laughs> um he's living in scranton pennsylvania uh, roy munson later and uh, i love how like they use pennsylvania to show like a shithole <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's here's a real shithole pennsylvania yeah they got nothing going on for them nothing. that's all they do is just bowl they got low life's bowling they bowl and they got amish how do we make that a movie they did they made it a movie um I, it was a box office failure but i uh I thought it was fucking hysterical. I watched the shit out of this movie when it came out. Peter Farley called the film's box office failure the biggest disappointment of their career, attributing the failure to the release during the 1996 Olympics. Uh, it became a hit on home video, though. I'm trying to think, but if I, I doubt I saw it in theaters. No one saw this in theaters. No. 
But I, I feel like this is something. This is one of those movies that my uh, grandfather uh, got from uh, Farmore, and then made a copy of it. And I, I watched. Later. I would, however, the following year, I saw something about Mary in theaters at the General Cinemas behind um, with Kate Breed. We went to see something about Mary. It wasn't a date. I didn't say it was. No, she made me. She made that very clear. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, we're, we're we're still friends. We're always friends. Um, but we were both very psyched to see the movie with the girl with the cum in her hair. <laughs> so uh, I I read that as with most of his films, Bill Murray ad libbed virtually every single line he spoke, including um, it says including commercial. He would read over the script, get a general idea, and then discard it. And the Farley brothers on the DVD commentary said that they're very glad he did because it was funnier. That's got to be... I, I don't know. Is, is that... Uh, I, I'm sure some filmmakers with their egos that like wouldn't fly. But yeah, but you're... You, you know what you're getting with him, you know? No, you're getting. You're getting better. Like, like everyone says, he should be listed as a writer on the original Ghostbusters movie because he ad libbed most of that. Well, I don't disagree with you, but there are some filmmakers that think they're, you know, yeah, some writers. Yeah. Um. The Farrelly brothers asked Michael Richards, Kramer from Seinfeld, to come in to discuss a role in the movie, but the conversation didn't go particularly well, and there was a disagreement. At one point, Richards asked to use a private bathroom in their office. They allowed it, but asked, after Richards didn't return from the bathroom within a half an hour, they had to break down the door to see if he's okay. That's when they discovered he climbed out the window and left. <laughs> Uh, Will Farrell provided several of the background shout-outs uncredited. Uh, Chris Farley would have played this, but he couldn't because he would have played Ishmael, but he was doing Black Sheep. I mean, I, I guess in the end they both... It's not like he, he gained or lost anything on taking that role, even <laughs> though I do like that movie. But... In the scene before... Roy gets his hand taken off. Both he and Ernie enter a large building and begin walking up the stairs to a bowling alley. Roy asks, people bowl here? That is an actual location of a bowling alley where they film the scene as it's located on the third floor of the building. The lanes are called Beaver Valley Bowl because in Rochester... Bowl, ah, I'm sorry, Beaver Valley Bowl located in Rochester, Pennsylvania, which is now closed. Of course, we'd put our bowling alley on the third floor of a building. <laughs> Um, throughout the movie, Claudia and Roy refer to Ishmael as the kid, even though Quaid is older than Angel and Harrison by 16 and 11 years, respectively. <laughs> That's the beauty of a fucking Farley Brothers movie. Urge Overkill is the band that performs the Star Spangled Banner at the Reno tournament. Speaking of, Enchantress is bowling in the Reno bowling tournament this year in June. Nationals. She's going, to, she's going to Nationals. Nice. Uh, Roy dreams that the gambler, Chris Elliott, will pay him $1 million to sleep with Ishmael. 
This is a reference to indecent <laughs> proposal. That's a great scene. Um, there's a scene where Ishmael gets garbage thrown in his feet, but it's all like compostable by a truckload of uh, Native Americans. It's like the opposite of the commercial from the seventies, <laughs> the Iron Eyes Cody. Uh, I do love the uh, spoilers, the big reveal then <clears throat> when they uh. When he learns that, what is it? It twelve. They play twelve frames. Oh, yeah. They normally it's only ten. That's frames. why his score was so impressive. Yeah. In the Amish country, they play like twelve frames. Yeah. I I love that. There's like no logic to that either whatsoever. Like there's no reasoning or just yeah. They play twelve frames. No, but uh, that means Rory has to rise to the occasion. And yes, um, I don't think. Oh, Skidmark in the um, movie was played by Roger Clemens, and it's been confirmed that he's related to Seabass, who was played by NHL forward Cam Neely from Dumb oh, and Dumber. It's all uh, in. It's all in canon in universe. Yeah, man. <laughs> So they were the first to do it. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, the comic in books. In cinema. In cinema, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, no, Kevin Smith actually was the first to do it. All right, yeah. Clerks and Marats. Judy Dwyer. Dwyer. Died in the pool. Died mid-backstroke. <laughs> That's uh, all related. So Kevin did it first. <clears throat> There's some other. Mm, George Clooney was considered for the role of Stanley um, um, Os- Osmansky. Um, I don't know. Nothing else seems exciting here. Oh, John Popper's in it. He's the announcer for the Reno Bowling Championship. Remember, he's in the... And then Blues Traveler at the end of the movie in Amish gear is playing uh, playing like a concert. But anyway, But Anyway was the big song for that movie. I bought this soundtrack because of But Anyway, because you couldn't get it. <laughs> I was a huge... I still am a huge Blues Traveler fan. Bill Murray, here's a spoiler... Bill Murray really bowled three strikes in a row in the scene where his character, Ernie McCracken, does the same. The crowd's reaction is genuine and is actually for Murray. Woody Harrelson, on the other hand, was a terrible bowler, and according to Fairley <laughs> Brothers, maybe got one or two strikes throughout filming. I mean, e- even you do it enough just by luck, you should... Uh... Mm-hmm. And, and the wardrobe, too, like, is just fucking fantastic. Like that should win an Academy Award for, mm. yeah. All right, and that, his hair. That's uh, no. The premise of the whole movie was gambling. Squeezer. Oh, that's where that's how we got to where we are. Here is your second gambling pick. <laughs> What's this? Uh, it's thrilling. This is. 
the soundtrack to Vegas Stakes is a uh, a Super Nintendo uh, a gambling game. Um, oh, I'm waiting for it to lay out. You could hear the exciting beginning of the uh, game. There's um, so there's like forty some seconds of like music at the intro, and then when you start the game, there is like a minute plus whole sequence of a car driving. Is that and this then, right now? What's that? Is that this right now? Yes, and you just hear bloop bloop. Like, like the communication thing in, like, Bionic Commando. Yeah. And you see it, it's a car full of friends driving to Vegas, and they're one at a time having a conversation with each other about, oh, we're, I hope I don't lose my shirt this time. Yeah, so there's a storyline to go with it. Um, and you start with $1,000, and the goal is to... Uh, like as you progress and win money you can go to new bigger better casinos and win more money and then to win the game you need 10 million dollars uh, but there's some other little elements in it like you can like bump it. and it's all like text based this is like it's not like you're walking around or anything but it's like oh you bumped into this person <laughs> shake their hand or some shit like that and it's mm. like oh you were pickpocketed you lost 500 dollars what you can get pickpocketed yeah, you can get pickpocketed. Uh, but other people are like, hey, you they found this money, and they like give it to you. Uh, but then you also, so you, you drive there, you go through this whole conversation. Now, like, and you like sign in the hotel, and you're in your hotel room. Now you decide, <clears throat> what friend are you going to bring with you? And you can either uh, you call uh, Richard or Cliff or Maria or Isabel and to play with you. And depending on what game you are, they, and they will give you advice as to what you should do. Mm -hmm. But there's like this whole flexible thing where certain characters, you have to know which one is good at which game because you can either get like good advice or bad advice depending on what it is. Like Richard, it sucks at blackjack and he will always give you like bad advice, <clears throat> but he's good at playing craps. And like, but Cliff is good for blackjack, but you don't want to take advice from Cliff when you're playing poker. You know? Right. Yeah. Uh, other than that, it's your uh, traditional, um, uh, you know, gambling game. But it was one of the earlier ones, too, to have, like, five different games in it. And, I mean, it's 93, so... Uh, and the graphics were a lot better. Like, it wasn't just as bare-bones interface granted you weren't walking around like uh the casino kid of course um but uh, the logistics are there i mean it's you know it's a solid gambling game i i'm pretty sure the ai was fairly accurate but you can play poker you can play blackjack you can play craps roulette and slots is like the basics uh and then yeah they had uh, different pictures for like the one guy like he looks a lot like the uh, the guy from what's the the vampire kid movie but like when he's older and after he was maybe in a car accident kind of mm. thing um, 
but it's, it's funny because like some pictures of people like oh that's almost realistic but they're doing like the terrence and philip mouth moving thing as they're talking oh i gotcha yeah um but yeah my i so like i didn't have a super nintendo uh but my aunt did and there was only she had a a, a bunch of games but there were two three games that i would always want to play and it was uh super mario world of course uh, uh donkey kong country and Vegas Stakes, and I loved playing Vegas Stakes. Uh, even like, I, yeah, I'd actually put down Donkey Kong Country to go play Vegas Stakes. Um, it was probably I don't want it wasn't my first foray into video game gambling, but like, like as far as like actual like playing the games, because uh, 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 Deja Vu was probably my first one because there's a casino in the in the in the sewer, and you can play a slot machine there. Uh, or you can play, I think you can spin the roulette wheel, but nothing happens because it's abandoned and there's no one down there. But yeah, this is like my first like foray into like playing poker and blackjack. and I had no idea how to play craps then when I was 10, and I had no idea how to play it now when I'm going to be 40. Well, going to be 40. I am, god damn it. Ah. And are you done with your game? I am, because here's my game. <laughs> I'm talking a, I'm talking a way lower res game. Oh my god, this brings such bad memories. This is Caesar's Palace for Game Boy. You could use the bathroom. That's the first thing he did. <laughs> Went to the <laughs> men's room. Uh, then it's like a mouse uh, like clicker, and you go, and it, it's really actually pretty intuitive to bet. And this was, my brother had it, and I played it all the time. And it was like, it's what taught me how to gamble, like essentially, like because you just learn by playing. You know, oh, that's the you figure it out, and you you know you play blackjack, you play. Um, I believe the games were like blackjack, poker, uh, some slots and roulette. But like, if you if you win a lot of money, you get special invitation only VIP tables and like the more money you cash out with the better your ride is at the end like you show up in a cab okay i think uh i want i want to say uh vegas stakes was like that too there was like, a as you left like you got a, a nicer car yeah so there's roulette is what i played the most and it was, it was easy to like you know win a lot of money because you could bet stupid and and hit big. There was um the the money reel too, which you know you played at your church, which you you put money on like the dollar. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah, like a candy wheel. Like a, exactly like a candy wheel. There was like video poker. Um, hey, I won big this last year. So uh, the candy wheel. What'd you win? Uh, I I got one of the. Uh, so I I literally it's fifty cents, right? 
So I'm walking around, or is it a quarter? I think it's just a quarter. And I, I was, you know, sh shooting B-roll for the fair, and I'm shooting B-roll for the candy wheel, and I'm, I don't know, I reached down, I'm like, oh, shit, there's a quarter in my pocket because I used it to take the plate off the camera. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh, fuck it. So I, I put a quarter down, lands on me, boom, I get the five banger coupons. So I got five candy bars. Nice. Yeah, so I loaded up on all the Reese's and uh, what you, uh, not whatchamacallits. I don't want to say much. The, the other Reese's. What's the other Reese's? Uh, Pieces? Well, there's the cups, but what's the bar one with the... Outrageous? Fast no. Break? Fast Break, yeah. Fast break. Some nougat? Yeah. Oh, that's good. So, yeah, the... I felt... Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Caesar's Palace for Game Boy. Sorry. There was, like, the Caesar's Palace sign you could visit and get the time and temperature. <laughs> um, And then you go to the cashier and you cash in your chips. And you get, like, a check for your total earnings. Um... And then it's like, I'll bring up, and then as you leave, it says now leaving Las Vegas. And I think you, there was a battery in that saved the amount of money you had to go back, but I don't remember for sure. But there was a Caesar's Palace 2 released for Game Boy Color and a Caesar pa Caesar's Palace Advance, obviously released for Game Boy Advance. So the game did really good on Game Boy. It was released for Game Gear, Genesis, and Nintendo 2, but I think it did its best for. Uh, game the portable systems because people yes. probably took it with them on the plane as they flew to Las Vegas to play. Mm -hmm. You know, because those those like tiger style LED games for gambling were also really big. You know, Ow. yeah, and they're good. They're good time killers sometimes. That's why they're great for portable. My grandma loves her card games. She plays on her iPad. It's ninety years old, and that's all she does. Hmm. All right, here is your third. We're moving, baby. Your third pick. And now I'd like to begin today's sermon, which I've entitled Gambling the Eighth Deadly Sin. Today is Sunday, the Lord's Day, and yet at this very moment, millions of Americans are not in the Lord's house. They're in their own house, worshiping a false idol, professional football. Football. Oh, Lord. <laughs> I, I was, I was struggling to find something for this one, but this is my my church gambling story. Um, I wasn't even a member of church. My grandparents were fam. My my family ran the um, uh, waffles and ice cream uh, stand. Mm, oh, but, that was that was at our church fair too. Yeah, waffles I, and ice cream. Yeah, ours is uh, at. This was uh, Saint E's, so it's like oh, our, so so it was the Catholic Church. Ours was Saint Francis. Yeah, they all had their own ice cream festival or ice cream fair, whatever they called it. Yeah, well, this is like they brought in like there was like carnival rides and there were bumper cars and like tilt the world shit and stuff like that. Like, um, they'd set up in that parking lot next to the funeral home. Uh, but then up along the road is where all the food stands were, <laughs> and right next to, um. It was right in between the uh, waffles and ice cream that my family was running, and then the um, uh, what the hell was the other one? No, how it's the the uh, why am I drawing a blank here? The deep fried battery good shit. Oh, funnel cake. 
Funnel cakes. Thank you. Jeez. Man, what's wrong with me? It's making me hungry. Right between the funnel cakes. And there was a stand, and you can buy... Um, it was basically the gambling stand. And it was... You could buy... I don't know how much. I think there were 25 cents a piece. And it was the cardboard pull tab. Uh, like, lottery tickets. And it's like a legit lot. It's no different than any, like, scratch-off. But in this case, <coughs> I'm a 10-year-old kid at a church carnival. And I go up and just, here's a dollar. Oh, here's four tickets. And they're like, they, they were like, uh, they were actually really hardback cardboard. Like, thick, like, box-worthy cardboard. Mm. And you kind of crack it and then you rip, tear the corners back. And I, I was looking for pictures for these exact ones, and I couldn't quite find it. But I know, like, some of them have, like, the where it's more like a slot machine. These were real basic, and it was, like, it would be, like, one picture under each one. And if you, like, like matched three in there, like, you won, like, a dollar or something like that. Copy. And you'd go back and reinvest that dollar. Mm-hmm. And i just go around, like, ask my mom for, like, another quarter, you know or a quarter or two and she's thinking I'm playing other games or whatever and I'm just gambling away and yeah I I don't know how they got away with it I also I don't know how they got away with just selling it to kids either but ah they didn't care they're making their money off of me but yeah that was probably my first like real not like video game like for fun but like my real gambling experience and I don't know if I even realized I was gambling. For me, it was just a game. Oh, if I, it's not gambling. I just pay them money, and if I win, I get more money. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. And if not, I lose money. Mm-hmm. Well, your dad loses money. Yeah, or my dad loses money. Mm. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that was, uh, it was always a fun fair. Well, since I'll jump ahead to go tell my story of church gambling oh. with the clip I picked from... A different Fox anima- dom- animation domination show. Well, the game is pretty straightforward. You can choose to spin or you can choose to choose. If you choose to spin, you can land on spin or choice or lose a spin or lose a choice or free spin or free choice or spin again. Bill, spin my arm. Come on, come on, come on. Come on, come on. I win a Winnebago. I win a Winnebago. No. So close. I spun it a little too hard. <laughs> um, so my church festival was another Catholic church across town uh, in the same diocese, Squeezer, St. Francis. Oh, I don't know what that is. And this was like the last hurrah. The diocese is the network of people who protect pedophiles. Gotcha. Yeah. Oh, that makes sense now. Right. That's why I've heard it. So this was the last like hurrah before school started, essentially. You know, my family didn't go to fucking music fest. You know, we didn't go to the downtown fair. Yeah. We went to the church fair. It was it was like Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Mm-hmm. It was in like late August. Um so it was all held in the parking lot of like in between the school where we had recess essentially is where it was held because okay. I went to that school as a uh, student and I say student with air quotes because I don't know how much I really learned at that school and I say school also <laughs> with air quotes but um, so 
imagine there is like I'm gonna try and do like a rough visualization for you. So you're, you're you're there's the street and across the street there's you have to park there because you can't obviously park in the parking lots that that they use normally because it's where they set everything up. So you walk in and the school is to the right and the church is to the left and there's like the the like you walk up there's a chapel and then to the right uh, directly across from the chapel is a giant gambling wheel <laughs> where <laughs> you bet on a number and they spin it. And so when we used to get hot lunch, they would give us poker chips and the white was white milk. The blue was chocolate milk and the orange was orange juice. The red, I'm sorry, the red chip was orange juice. And you take, you get that poker chip from your teacher in the morning based on what your parents bought for you. And you take that down to lunch every day. If you got hot lunch, Mm -hmm. I got it like once in a blue fucking moon, (laughs) you know? Um, but they use those same poker chips, those cheap, they're cheap plastic ones too. You know what I mean? Not the clay ones. Oh yeah, yeah. They use those. That that's how you bet on the wheel. So you buy a chip and you you buy like a handful of chips and then you bet on the wheels. And I, my dad would always take me over like after my mom was like busy gossiping or drunk or whatever. And the beer, the beer um, wagon was right next to the gambling wheel squeezer. Oh, that's of course. Uh, yeah, it's church. And then on the other side, there was the the food vendor tent. So it was like the funnel cakes, the sausage sandwiches, the steak sandwiches. There was a Coke wagon that had hot dogs. There was a pierogies, French fries. And then oh. across the side were like the carnival games, which I used to have to work uh, as I got older. Um, carnival games and bass like to win stupid shit. And then down in the in the school basement was um attic treasures so people would donate their shit to and then they'd sell it and that was always like one of my favorite things to go through and you know and then they had like the last day they had like fill a bag for a buck you go and you buy like a paper bag and you could fill anything you want in it oh just to get rid of it all they're just trying to get rid of it yeah so then across the under the church basement they had like Jimmy Stir playing a poker man on the no on the shit. stage. Yeah, that's yeah, a, that's a big get. Uh, yeah, they, yeah, yeah, they are. They'd have they'd have a poker man. I mean, no, Jimmy Stir was one of them. You know, he'd they be can in there. pay him off with all that gambling money. Yeah, you know. Uh, then the the full bar would be open underneath there, so you get your liquors and whatnot. Uh, and then that is where. So then they'd have like a basket and a bake a basket raffle and a bake sale down there. With tables, and then they'd they'd have like next to the bar was like a kitchen, so they'd have food for sale there. That was like different, like but like turkey barbecues and shit like that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then that's down there is where they had the waff fresh homemade waffles and ice cream. And all it was, they had like a waffle maker, and then they would like unwrap a Neapolitan ice cream bar and just place it in between it. So it wasn't like scooped ice cream. It was like a preformed oh, brick yeah. of Neapolitan ice cream. Yeah. Yeah, and, that's what we did for our, that's how we Yeah, and they put it between it. two homemade waffles. And yep. it, it smelled like heaven down there. I wonder if they just like swapped equipment and stands from church to church. <laughs> they might I know because Saint Joe's had one, Saint Tommy Moore had one, all the all the churches I'd used to go to to play basketball and Saint Peter's Little League, yeah. Um My grand, that was the, that was a big one up in Copley there. 
Um, but that wasn't like that was we never played St. Peter's. That wasn't Allentown Diocese. It was what's the one right on South Fourth Street there? St. Paul's it was another one. All the Central Catholic feeder schools, <laughs> which apparently had a T-shirt featured on um, uh, Ted Lasso. It said Central Catholic, and it was green and yellow, and it had a Viking and a V in the middle. Does it get more spot on than that? I know, and I'm like, there's a lot of Central Catholics, but uh, everyone's saying it's Allentown Central Catholic, but I'm like, I, whoever, whatever Central Catholic it is, it was two gay men in a gay bar dancing wearing a Central Catholic shirt, so that, like, you can't get more fuck you to the Catholics. <laughs> yeah, they hate gays, but they have all the gay pedophile priests. You're just jealous. That they didn't want me. Yeah, you wanted your brother. Oh, they love Chris. <laughs> he was a good boy. I was not. Um, but yeah, the church festival. Gambling was a big part. And my dad... I get Chris probably wouldn't because that I'm not 21. That would be illegal. <laughs> and if even I were, it is immoral. It is immoral. So he'd go to his his little, uh, you know, I'd be like, all right, dad, can, but can you get me a beer first? <laughs> hey, you want to go gamble? Fuck yeah, I want to gamble. Oh my God, I loved it. Ah, God. Yeah, anything like you, like adult that your dad let you do with him, and that was always fun. Let's get a let's, oh, yeah. let's get a dog and a coke, and then go gamble. Cause my dad didn't really drink, so we weren't getting a beer. Let's get get a dog and a coke. All right, um, here is your next pick. Ah, uh, speaking of. Uh feeling cool because you're doing stuff that your like dad would do mm-hmm. yeah what yeah, is this spot on. this this is uh the music please if you uh hit the jackpot on uh, video poker oh really uh depending on you know depending on the machine of course um but yeah going down uh hanging out the fire halls it's like the it's basically like the just the drinking and smoking and gambling of a church carnival without you know throughout the year and in a basement somewhere, poorly lit and ventilated. Poorly lit um, and poorly ventilated, you're saying? Yes. Yeah, I just want to uh, make sure. Yeah, so I, I, you know, as gambling up until not too long ago, it was, it was a, you didn't do that in Pennsylvania. Uh, unless, you know, you were a fire hall and you had uh, video poker machines. And they were merely for... They, um, fire halls had those pop-off tickets, too, that you were just talking about. Oh yeah, yeah. You just add at random. Someone just, uh, you know, hey, give me a scratch. I see. Last time I couldn't tell you last time I was there, but so you'd go to the Woodlawn, right? Yeah, he was a member of Woodlawn. That's... I was a member of Fullerton. How crazy is it that he was a member of Woodlawn and my dad was a firefighter at Woodlawn? Uh, like our secret. Was... We should do an episode on our secret origin stories one day because, like. The RK Squeezer Secret Origin. The crossover is probably absurd. The Texaco, the the probably the Sainies dances. I never went to a Sainies dance. I went to uh, the Fullerton dances. Okay. So you know that uh, that terrible like uh, field house behind the playground there at Fullerton. It's just a decrepit longhouse. 
Right. That's where we'd have ours. No air conditioning, nothing. It was brutal. But like the the seek like the being the Woodlawn connection. Like I bet uh, Did your dad even know that there was a bar down there? Probably not. <laughs> we spent like my whole childhood was spent at fucking Woodlawn though. Like fucking around on the fire engines. Just yeah, like the fucking brothers and and backdraft that my brother wanted us to be so badly. I didn't even know that there was a fire station there. I just knew that there was a little brick building with a bar in the basement. Yeah, that's that's it's behind the yeah, the fire station, right? Uh, I think it's in well, depending on which way you're looking, yeah, it's uh yeah. It's off that like little alley there. That's how close like Whitehall and South well, I guess South Whitehall it makes sense that it's close to Whitehall. Yeah. Well, it's like the, like well, the paddock is like that uh the meeting ground. Right, right. Like in between, like that's where all the the Whitehall Parkland people Right. It's in South Whitehall. It's in Parkland, but Whitehall's kind of claim always claimed it as theirs. Yeah. That's cuz there's no good bars in Whitehall. That's all like there chains. Really yeah. Uh, it was all uh, unless you wanted to go to the mall. Yeah, even it was all it was all kind of fast food and stuff like that, and a couple little mom and pop places. Uh, there's that place on like uh, Main Street there. If you you know that one way hill coming out of Caddy. No. If when you go over the bridge from Caddy into Whitehall, and you got to like bang a right. Oh and, yeah, and you yeah, yeah, go yeah, right yeah, yeah. Up the hill. yeah. Okay, yeah, right behind uh, Walmart uh, there. Uh yeah, yeah yeah it eventually turns into Shot Avenue. There's also Hackman's Bible Bookstore <laughs> back there. There was Hackman's Bible Bookstore mm-hmm. that is now a uh, I'm I assume it is uh, a branch of one of our two hospitals. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, my mom used to go there all the time to get her shit for Sunday school. Oh yeah, my mom would go there all the time too. Yeah, get shit for fucking um, Catholic school. But uh, talking local uh, side streets with rad years. <laughs> um, but yeah, there were no good bars in, in Whitehall. There, there weren't like you would have to leave. Like you would, you'd go over the caddy to go to like Metro and John's, which was a restaurant in the basement of someone's house. <laughs> um, yeah. Other than that, yeah, you had the fire hall, and I forgot why we never went to Fullerton. I think it was one of the dad, my grandfather always. Yeah, Fullerton was right down the street. They would out. out I don't know what it was. Why go right he down the street when there. you could drunk drive across town? Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know why it was. I don't know if it was like a falling out between people. There was like a thing. Oh, that's the, uh, like, who the hell knows? It was always some kind of weird drama, and I, I, it was always a thing. So we never really went there. It wasn't until I was older that I got my own membership, and started going there all the time. Uh, and you know, but as as a kid, you just you play the video poker machine, because and you just throw a couple bucks and play for fun stuff but i didn't know until i got older and it was great because you couldn't it was just for fun because you couldn't gamble that's illegal but the trick was when you got your score and you decided you wanted to pay out you went and you got the bartender and they would walk over and look and like oh okay and then you walk in the back with them and then they pay off back there right so yeah, the machine never paid out. There was no exchange of tokens or anything there. I never all, played uh, any of these because, like you said, Jeffrey de- definitely did not know there was a bar back behind his uh, his precious precious fire station, <laughs> and we lived really close to it. Like you could easily yeah. drunk drive from my ha- my 
house you grew I grew up in to Woodlawn. But like, I mean, I, you could have walked. That'd have been responsible. Yeah. Well, I rode my bike back there constantly. Like I was like that was my bike territory. Like. Oh uh, yeah. They con- like that's where we terrorized the neighborhood for a fucking mischief day. And one of his fellow firefighters, Daryl, was like the head of neighborhood watch. And we, this guy was, he, a, we were always, he was like, he's a, like a feeble minded moron. <laughs> and like we would terrorize him. And he, he, a, he was, and my dad actually thought it was funny. And he tried to keep a case when Daryl was crying to him about it. My dad was trying to keep a straight face. <laughs> he knew it was you the whole time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And it was like we were like destroying stuff. We were do like we drew with in shaving cream, like Daryl loves conk with a picture of <laughs> a big dick going in his mouth. Uh, you know, I can only imagine too, because if he's that guy, everyone at the fire hall has to deal with him like that. And he's yeah, after, I'm gonna be a fight, and they've all found it hilarious. Oh my god, they love that we fucked with him and that he couldn't, like he was always three steps behind a bunch of like 15 year olds. <laughs> It was like something out of a bad sitcom, you know. It was, it was very calm. It was very fun, though. Those are some of the best few Halloweens of my life. Those those mischief Halloweens, and we didn't like we like shaving cream and soap and tic tac with corn. You know, it's not like yeah, that's what we we didn't like. The, we're not the, ruining we didn't ruining shit. No. Real destruction. No. Well, as I got older, we'd do mailbox baseball and stuff. And yeah, uh, yeah. But back then, it was all innocent, and he was constantly trying to bring us down. <laughs> couldn't he was a, yeah. chasing a bunch of 15 year olds and couldn't <laughs> catch us doing anything uh it was great and we just hated the fact that he thought he was authority you know oh yeah i've been anti-authority I, I i got exposed to rage against the machine at a young age and and, and when the authority is uh a feeble-minded feeble moron yeah <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, what is your uh, source of your authority? Well, I have a blue light on the top of my car. Right. He just said he was the head of Neighborhood Watch. So, yeah, Neighborhood uh, Watch me fucking throw this so egg right you know at your face. You know who else was the head of Neighborhood Watch? Bill Dodry. Oh, your mom was? My mom. And she was the one that was always friends. She had to be friends with the cop that oversaw it. And, you know, the last thing he wanted to do was talk shop with my mom about the neighborhood watch. Oh, God. I'm trying to picture the route your dad would have taken to Woodlawn. Like, did he go well, the back way, that, like that, Ma Chunk and everything? Nope. Nope. 22? Yep. To 15th? 22 to 5th. Fullerton, 22 to 15th. Holy shit. I guess that's the way to do it. That's the least amount of time spent in South Whitehall. Why didn't he yeah. just stop at Paddock? You have to pass Paddock to get there. Oh, uh, because it's it's above ground and there's windows, right? You know? And beers beers like yeah. two dollars instead of fifty uh, cents. Yeah, yeah. And back in the day, you couldn't smoke in there. I don't know when you. No, you could. You could smoke in Paddock. I, yeah, but not as recent. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, you still can smoke in Woodlawn. I think. Um, I have to ask my brother. I mean, the Coonsville Inn that my brother goes to now, you can still smoke in. Oh, right down the street from my house, the Cooney. Uh, so your dad would take Fullerton to, to yep. 22, get off at 15th Street. But then he still had, he had to like go around by Paddock and come down. 
Oh yeah, that's a fun little weevil. It's almost like they put that there to catch you. Right. Like, will you make it, or will you end up in someone's yard? Right. You know, and that's like the suburbs there, and the South Wild Police are like the Gestapo of uh-huh. Lehigh Valley. And in those circumstances, as they should be. Right. 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 W- would your dad get hammered? Uh. I mean, he's passed away, so you can't incriminate him after the. No. No. Oh. Let's just say you didn't make it home a couple times. Um, I don't. I, what would he do if he couldn't make say, it home? I don't want to drive. Um, I don't want to <laughs> say he got. And to get to get hammered means he had to stop and not be <laughs> at some point. And look, he had it. I'm not, look. I have fond memories, but uh, no, he was consistently. Uh, inebriated basically from the time he woke up he had a blue rubber made bin in the trunk of his car just with a case of beer in it in case he had to pull over and crush one quick oh man and i'm talking like you know one day one day i could be there (laughs) like sweltering heat like we're driving somewhere and stop and have to crack one and it's like been sitting there in the car for like a week and it's hot I'm not trying to get deep down psychological issues. I don't. I'm just trying to get Kevin Smith wake up in the middle of the night and realize you have to check into a mental health facility. Did you read that article? No. Kevin Smith apparently had a mental breakdown in January oh, because guy. a teacher made fun of his gut and called him fat in fourth grade. And I'm like, wow. I wonder if that ever happened to Jake or Squeezer. Uh, not a teacher, but you would think that like you're good now because he lost all that weight. So it's like. Yeah, but it's like. I, I don't know. I guess some older kid made him like play doctor with some girl oh, when he was kid. Yeah. Yeah, that's different. That that's not about that's not fat shaming. That's Well, that the the fat shaming was also part of it, but the yeah. sexual abuse. Oh, that sucks. Um but anyway, was the drinking the catalyst between him and your mom splitting up? Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That and the lack of motivation to try to, uh, well, so it, when he got, uh, he got laid off at Mac, Mac truck. Right, but then and he that, got that he got that was, state job. That was that to be good. Yeah, but state job was good, but Mac truck was fucking bank. That's huge, especially for a guy that like out of high school getting a welding job at at, at a international truck manufacturer. That was like, you know. so that's what he did. When did he get laid off from Mack Truck? Uh, I want to say 86, 87. That was they moved down south. Uh, yeah. And I, that that was the beginning of it. And then, like, it was a good, like, 10, 12 years of uh, slow, then moderate decline, then just, yeah, then it got bad. When did he get the state job? Almost immediately afterwards? I think so, yeah. Because, I mean, they're always looking for... Yeah, I, I, I don't, I kind of recall, like, I remember him working at Mac. I kind of remember, it's like, hey, daddy got a new job. Not because daddy, you know, got laid off, but, you know. Right. So you were, like, what, three or four when that happened? Yeah, I was real little. And then he got uh, the, so, the, so the state job is, like, how you knew him always growing up. Yeah, always, yeah. And I was always, like, there. Like, I was, like, like hanging out at, like, at Cedar, that shed down at Cedar Crest, where I was I, in I, the back smashing dirt yeah, samples, you're smashing dirt samples. <laughs> right, like I, yeah, I'd be hanging out there at the picnic table, like all I knew all the guys and stuff like that, and you know, 
like just you know hanging out and like go to the go to the hey I got to take the truck into the shop and we go to the shop and I'm like I have to go to the bathroom and like I walk in there's a fucking Playboy like wedged it behind the toilet there I'm like sweet <laughs> and I'm sure like he's like why is he in there so long and his buddy in the shop's like oh yeah there's a porno in there covered like, oh, in oh boy and dudes come and shit particles <laughs> but that's not gonna <laughs> yeah. stop that's not gonna stop a horny kid from looking at it. <laughs> Nope. <laughs> oh yeah. Yep. I mean, it was very similar with my dad and Woodlawn and, and Service Electric, you know, taking us to the antenna site. Which now, like Max was telling me, what's going up there? Like the, the, it's basically like bomb proof now. The new building up there, not basically, it oh, is right. bomb proof. Wait, it's not a not a, a wood panel shed. The, not a wood. It was wood panel house that they oh, built house, this all in. Yeah. And my brother and I used to run like roughshod through there as kids. Yeah, it's good. You walk through and there's just like legit like wood paneling with these racks of fiber, <laughs> most high tech thing. All that unsheltered RF when we were kids, just like like just spending the wow. night while my dad would like do like he'd have to be there for like Tyson fights and shit. Um, but yeah, that uh, that was the same thing. Like, you know. Back then, like the big coolest thing you could go to is a place with like a soda machine. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Get a Lipton brisk. <laughs> oh, living on the edge. You know, I, so after we talked about that, by the way, I don't think it's Lipton anymore. I think they just call it brisk. Huh. Yeah. Not Lipton brisk anymore. But anyway, I didn't. I didn't want to derail and, and get too. Oh no, no! It was a good. It was a good derail because it was still we were off the rails, but it was still in the same building. Kind of, yeah. Underground with no yeah. windows. And you had to use a swipe card to get in. <laughs> uh, oh, nice. Thank you. I was, uh, I'm drink, drinking my yeah. summer ales. I, right. I preferred to play jacks are better. You know, better payouts. What are, you uh, do? are we on me or you? Me, right? Uh, it's, it was my... I was talking uh, video poker machines. And you're all done? Uh, yeah, I'm all done. All right. Time to talk about Florida. F-L-O-R-E-D-A. You waited for me. Okay, Marge, let's go. I'll catch up to you. Marge, I'm taking the car. I'll walk. This late through the bad neighborhood? Yeah. Marge. Go home, you're bad luck. <laughs> Wait. I see what's happening here. You're just mad because everyone in this town loves gambling except for you. <laughs> well, that's just sad. <laughs> <laughs> Stay with it. Mm -hmm. uh, what? Excuse me, ma'am. Don't you think you've gambled enough? No. Okay. We're required by law to ask every 75 hours. Get another free drink. <laughs> Do you get the feeling this family is disintegrating? I mean, we haven't had a meal with Mom all week, and she hasn't even started my costume for the geography pageant. Marge, we need to talk. You're spending too much time at the casino, and I think you may have a problem. I won $60 last night. Woohoo! Problem solved. <laughs> Mom! <laughs> what? Lisa, what's up? I just had a bad dream. Oh, sure. You just lie down and tell me all about it. Well, I know it's absurd, but I dreamed the boogeyman was after me, and he's <laughs> like... Boogeyman! You nail the window <laughs> shut. I'll get the gun. Art. <laughs> I don't want to alarm you, but there may be a boogeyman or boogeyman in the house. Ah! 
<laughs> she looks through the shotgun hole. <laughs> what happened here? Oh, nothing much. Just a little incident involving the boogeyman. Of course, none of this would happen if you had been here to keep me from acting stupid. Oh, I'm so Let's just let this play out. I'm oh. time at the casino. I'll be around more from now on. Does this mean you'll help me with my costume? Oh, sure, honey. I promise. Thanks, Mom. Dad, Mom said she'd be home to help me with my costume, and she's Here's the line the I was looking for. Is tonight. Mm -hmm. Lisa, your mom still loves you. It's just that she has a career now. She's a slot jockey. But, Dad, <laughs> if I don't show up in a rubber suit shaped like the state of Florida, I'll be the laughing stock of the whole school. Oh, 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 well, in the car. Hello, Florida. <laughs> I'm not a state. I'm a monster. <laughs> no, Lisa. The only monster here is the gambling monster that has enslaved your mother. I call him Gamblor. <laughs> and it's time to snatch your mother from his neon claws. <laughs> I call him Gamblor. <laughs> this is from all that was from the episode of Springfield, or How I Learned to Stop Worrying and Love Legalized Gambling. At the 10th episode of the 5th season, Springfield legalizes gambling to, revi gambling to revitalize its economy, and Mr. Burns opens up a casino. Homer's hired as a blackjack dealer, and Marge develops a gambling addiction. And this then, then Bart, one of the great subplots of this episode is Bart opens up a casino in his treehouse and hires Robert Goulet... <laughs> <laughs> to saying um then uh, also uh uh mr burns going full howard hughes the spruce moose <laughs> get, get in. in get in um but uh marge gets broken free when maggie uh, crawls free and almost gets mauled by the white, white tiger from Gunther and Ernst's circus act. <laughs> so it's a great episode. It's I mean that was just like it's fantastic three minutes and it was joke after joke after joke. I think um uh, I, my my favorite is at the end when he makes her admit it's like you have a gambling problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's usually Homer who has the problem. Yeah. Um. But yeah, the the paranoid obsession with germs and cleanliness and refusing to leave his bedroom is uh, very much Howard Hughes based. Mm -hmm. uh, wearing the 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 long fingernails and the the tissue boxes as shoes. Um, great episode. Uh really funny and if you haven't seen it in a while i'd suggest to go back and watch it because it is it was watched by 11 million fucking households Jesus. back in the day yeah it's it's one of those like the whole not not just like a joke here a joke there it's one of those like the whole episode is just fucking hilarious it's a great one um all right here is uh what are we in your last pick there Squeezie. oh man mm. well we'll stay in the same episode though oh, okay Are you over 21? Are you? I'm not authorized to answer that. <laughs> By the way, your martinis suck. 
Oh, yeah? What are you gonna do? Start your own casino? In your treehouse? And get all your little friends to come? I'd like to see that! Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, welcome. Have a lucky day. Mm-hmm. Well, he certainly showed me. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, yeah, Bart. You, you even... I'm like, oh, yeah. Uh, the Robert Goulet one. Um... Yeah, so Bart had his own casino, and there was a point where I had my own casino. I don't know when exactly I decided to be younger, because... Oh my god, I can't wait for this story. I say eight or nine. But, like, so we had our playroom down in the basement, and it was just terrible. Like, super thin, like, woven carpet that was, like, brown with little red specks in it. It was terrible. Um, and uh, Disney wallpaper up on the wall and stuff, but, like... I'm like, I wanted a casino. I wanted to gamble. I wanted to play the, the games. I don't know where I saw it. But, like, I want to do it. So I started building my own casino. So I took, like, whatever fabric I could find. Like It was, like, a green shirt or something. And wrapped it a piece of, like, cardboard and that. And, like, built a table. And then I had to put the pad. And, like, I... Because I had a deck of cards. Um... And because my grandparents would, would, they'd go to, uh, when they'd go to the casino and stuff, my grandfather would, they would always come back with like the used card decks and they would drill a hole through them. Oh, right. Yeah. So I, I had stacks of cards. When we were at their house, like we would just play with, like, there were no toys at, like, at their house. Like now, like my kids go to their grandparents' house and, like, oh shit, here's, just in case Barbie's dream house was at home, we got one here for you. Like oh, I had like five decks of cards and got to build card houses and shoot rubber bands at them. That's what we did there. That's my walk uphill both ways story. Um, but yeah, so I, I had my my poker table, my blackjack table, um, but my my uh, feast of resistance Ooh. was my roulette table, and uh, I, I made. Uh, with the numbers and colors and stuff, I, I drew a a thing, uh, like marker and stuff, just nothing too fancy. But the trick came in the wheel, and how do I devise this? So, ah, oh crap, I had to have been at least 10, because this was 1993. Um, I had to, I had to create a mechanism that spins. So, and I still remember how I built this damn thing. So, the wheel itself was the lid to a Charles Chips can. Uh, you know, that's like the, the, the yellow and brown bespeckled can yep, full of yep, chips. Yep, yep, yep. So this, was, this was like a, uh, like a 10-inch diameter of a can, too. It wasn't like a small can. No, it was the big one. We, big we got can. the big ones in our house. Made twelve we inches, possibly. Yeah, we didn't. We didn't buy chips in in bags or pretzels. Yeah, in you bags. got you no, got your snacks in boxes and cans. Boxes we and we, cans. Yeah, we, we were the a lowly can, uh, a bag family. Oh, no. If they would have come in a fifty-five gallon drum, it would have <laughs> been a fifty-five gallon drum in my house. Um, so uh, that that was my the beginning of my wheel. The marble was. Uh, the marble from uh, uh, Thin Ice mm -hmm. that you would play. And we talked about that in the previous show when you dropped a little marble in the tissue and you broke the ice. Uh, the marble was from there. Now, 
the spinning mech, it was off a little bit because it was a little cattywampus because it would wobble. But do you remember, like, the, the egg machines that you would get? And not necessarily, not the egg, but it was the little... The um, capsule machines. The capsule ones. So it was, like, mm-hmm. the little dome with a semi-flat base to it that shit would right, come the in. clear capsules, yes. Yeah, the clear capsule. So that was attached to that with hot glue and tape mm-hmm. to the bottom. And then um, the top, the spin mechanism was the... So I, I'm not going to toot toot my horn, but I had the uh, Jurassic Park compound. <laughs> and with it came like the embryo storage device thing um, that you, the, you could steal little embryo samples from. That, but it was two pieces. Well, I mean, look so at I this. remember I took the bottom off and it was like this base. And then I put that on top. I, I double stick tape. And then I put that on there and then pop that down with the double stick tape. And that was the mechanism that you can then take and then spin. And the wheel never stayed in the same place. It was like a basically a top with a marble in it. And it would roll all over the place. And then with a Sharpie or a marker, I drew all the lines with the different numbers on it. And that was that's how I made my roulette wheel and my roulette table. Yeah. And then I, I played roulette by myself because no one came to my casino. I would have came. Oh, thanks. I'm pretty sure I uh, my mom like played along. Like like, hey mom, my casino's ready and she's like, Oh, that's so nice. You know, she just wanted to be up there and, you know, do what she loved, which is like, I don't know, doing dishes or some shit. Um but yeah, she came down and, you know, we'd gamble a little bit. Oh, uh, okay, okay. I'm course. looking at the embryo storage. All right, I get that now. Man, that command okay. compound. Yeah. This I can't believe this thing cost money. <laughs> it really consisted of nothing. Uh, let me look at it. well the fence. The fence and the gate was where it was really worth. It where it really uh, shined. Yeah, but you really got nothing else. Uh, let me look at this close up. No, probably, yeah, so you got and the the, little... the gate was pretty fucking shitty in comparison. You got the gra- like the net launcher. The embryo storage thing, and that was that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, but you had like the, the there's like three breakaway walls. Um, you had that kung lao hat of a roof, and it made um, it made noises. Yeah, there was a and computer that, that, that wasn't kung uh, lao. That's more Raiden, right? What's that? That's more Raiden hat. Oh yeah, I guess more Raiden. Fair enough. Mm. Yeah, um, yeah, it's breakaway walls, and you'd like press the button on the computer and go. The Silophysis is attacking. Uh, something like that. <laughs> uh, dumb yeah. fucking toys. Yeah. This thing goes for a lot of money. Four hundred. I'm looking at one for four sixty five. Yeah. Dummy. Like like yeah. and the whole thing basically fell apart, like broke apart, right? Yeah. Yeah. For and dino damage. Uh huh. Yeah. This thing was pretty it, it was cool. It shrunk the, Jurassic the, I, Park the, the, down into like a little fucking yeah, petting zoo, but still. Yeah, well, it it played a smaller piece of my bigger collection as I would like, you know, build an entire Jurassic Park. Yeah, I guess it, it's like ad hoc. So it's something like this for someone like you, you can yeah. really. Uh, yeah, it basically served as like the raptor pen sure. to the bigger park that was the rest of the living right. room. Yeah, you're not like this little fucking shithead in the package who's got like a forest set, and he's wearing a ranger shirt. No. No, but I did have like one of those uh, like dollar store um, rhinoceroses 
that I got like for like I don't know why I even ended up with him. But I'm like, oh, it was perfect. So I built like a little crane mechanism and the harness, and it would lower him down in a raptor pen, and that was my cow that they would feed him. Oh, that that was a hatchery with egg squeezer. It wasn't like an em- just an embryo storage. Oh yes, the oh yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, it's like the from the movie yeah. called Hatchery yeah. with eggs. Yeah, so the it came in the two pieces, and so the bottom part I used right. as my my spinner. There is a trank launcher gun, an electronic mm-hmm. computer probe, an electronic computer console with alarm light. I didn't realize what a probe did at that age. Mm, yeah, that went right at the dino's butthole. The hatchery with eggs, the diagnostic screen, the hydrodermic injector. <laughs> The net launcher. The electronic computer announces over a hundred phrases. Press a button for security alerts. Dinosaur rally. Dinosaur tally or hatchery report. The crow's nest. The catwalk. And the gate can break in or out. Dino damage. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, there's there's a beam that you could drop in there, but you could still like blast through. It. And all the the official all the official Jurassic Park vehicles. Uh, they all everything uh, had dino damage. Yeah. Even like the first Dennis the Dree figure's arms popped off. Yep. Dino damage. Dino damage. Dino DNA. All right. Um. I guess let's wrap this some bitch up with me, right? I want to find. Please tell me. commercial. I'm thinking it's YouTube. There has to be a recording of all 100 uh, sounds that that thing makes. Alright, let's find it. Um, Kenner Jurassic Park Jurassic Park Command Compound Sound Effects Fuck, we're going to work ourselves into a shoot and have to be responsible for getting all this. Yeah, it's not up here. I mean, someone does a restoration. Show some of the sound effects. Why is there not a recording of every single one of these? All 100. Here's the... With an electronic computer that says over 100 commands. The computer helps you control Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park electronic talking command compound figures and dinosaurs. But the the commands were uh, were random, right? Yeah. So you couldn't yeah. get it to say what you needed as you played. You just had to. You know, because that's the way yeah, it, it, you'd it, like cycle through. The commercial yeah. made it seem like it, you know, so you, so, but you can learn its pattern and then and play along with the pattern. I don't know if there was even a pat, but there's a hundred of them. I mean, that's a lot. Like, yeah. Yeah. Compound secure. Go fuck yourself, you rich sons of bitches. All right. That's what I say from us poor kids who didn't have the command compound. All I right. I was poor. I still had it. <laughs> You're spoiled. All right. Um, I lost my place. Here is my last pick. So what are you waiting for? Uh, Get out there and...
there. Tonight's winning daily number is out there. So what are you waiting for? Get out there and play it. The Pennsylvania Lottery's daily number. It pays to play every day. Then I wanted to share this for everybody. Sunday's game at 11. The Pennsylvania Lottery. Good evening. It's time for the live lottery drawings for Friday, November 15th, 1996. Tonight's drawing official is Kim Chapman and a witness is Leona Stranger. First, the daily number. Draw the first digit, please. Nine, the second digit. Two, and the third digit. Seven. Lottery drawings are audited by Boyer and Ritter, certified public accountants. And now, big four. Draw the first digit, please. Nine, the second digit. Zero. The third digit, eight, and the fourth digit, one. Lottery proceeds benefit older Pennsylvanians. And now, wild card lotto, 44, 36, 20, 43, 19, 45. And the wild card number, 28. Don't forget to get your tickets for the Keystone Jackpot game. Tomorrow's jackpot will be at least $12 million. Here again are tonight's winning numbers from the Pennsylvania Lottery. Uh, oh, my God, that pencil. Yeah. So the lottery uh, promo would play on WPVI, which is ABC6. And that would be it from Philadelphia. Uh, it would play like right after... TGIF, I always remember at some point you did that Pennsylvania lottery, mm-hmm. all the commercials, and then scratch off cards were probably like the first like gambling because like you get your first one as a kid, you know, and your parents have to cash it for you. Did you ever get a scratcher? N- no, 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 not until it was no, it was. And if I did, my mom would probably take it like, oh, my God, he's not going to be gambling. Oh, <laughs> really? Well, she went down and played in your casino that you built. Well, I, I think it was more or less like, oh, maybe one day he'll be a casino builder. <laughs> yeah, well, um, yeah, we'd get, like, scratch-offs from, like, my drunk relatives, like my Aunt Imogene, my, my grandma's sister. And, you know, they give you a card for your birthday, and there's a dollar. Like, th- this was pre, like, $30, like, intense scratchers. Scratchers were only yeah. the dollar. Yeah, it was a dollar. And that was it. So, like, each card would have a dollar scratcher in it. Do you even buy a dollar scratcher off anymore? I don't know. And, um, man, my voice is it's about to be dead. I don't know if you could hear that at all. I hear it. Oh, yeah, it's sexy. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's uh it's on its last leg, so I'm glad the show's almost over. We're about two hours in, we should really time to wrap it up. But um this is, uh so yeah, we got our first scratch cards and I remember you win like two dollars or free ticket and, and you can't go turn it yourself, so you're at your parents back in to go and turn it in and get your get your two dollars or your possible ten or twenty though. Man, I remember my brother won twenty once. So I was like, Holy shit, you're fucking rich. <laughs> Uh, but I mean, I don't know much to say about that because, quite frankly, I won't be able to say it because I'm almost out of voice. Uh. But uh, that's a show, bud. Yeah. The gambling show worked out well. I don't know if it was our best show. I don't know. It was. Uh, it was a show, though. It was a show. It was. It was a show. 
Next week, we come back with more Retro McDonald's 3. Then on 510, we're going Weird 2000s. I like the Weird Show. Uh, I, a lot of people like the Weird Show. 517, Ice Cream Show 2. 524, More School Memories. 531, Weird 1980s. Summer TV from 1993. Summer Movies from 1993. <clears throat> and Everything Summer 93. Nice. Those are my formative years. Yeah. Takes us right into July. Uh, ooh, boy. I'm belchy tonight. Ow. I'm airy, squeezing. Mm, you are so light on your feet. I, one day I wanted to spend a whole episode delving into like, like me being your psychiatrist and then do the next week you being mine, like getting into the the root of our childhood. Like That could be a, a fun show for nobody but us. Root. Yeah, yeah. Um, who knows? That might be the very end where <laughs> you just break each other. I mean, yeah. They're still listening. Emotionally distraught, crying. Right. Anyway, we'll be back next week with a uh, a McDonald's show and my sister. I I'm, tomorrow morning I'm heading to New York, Long Beach, New York, for my sister's wedding. Have fun. Lisa's uh, getting married. Chris and I are walking her down the aisle. That's so sweet. Yeah, there's there's weird things between Jeffrey and her. I don't know what it is. We tried to fix it, but we couldn't. So you tried. Save that for my psychology episode. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. He'll regret this, but, you know, maybe if he shows up in your LinkedIn like E-Rock did, you'd be like, hey, why don't you go on your daughter's <laughs> wedding? <laughs> E-Rock tonight was hanging out with, with fucking Eazy-E, Eric Bischoff. <clears throat> yeah. At uh, a WCW it. trivia. I guess that's cooler than us. That's, that's way fucking cooler than us. But, um... Yeah, that's uh, that's it. Lisa's getting married, and um, we'll be back next week. Cause goddamn, it'll be May. It's gonna be May. What? Yeah, it's gonna be May on Monday. Yeah. No. Yeah. Uh, uh, we're almost done with spring sports, Squeezer. That means we're almost done with summer. Summer's almost. Summer's over. gone. And summer's done practically. It's already <laughs> over. <laughs> I looked at the schedule. I'm like, I hate that. Like, look at the summer schedule. I'm like, oh well, summer's over. Summer's over. But Mondays in summer, that's just we have. All right, we're 10 seconds of theme song left. We got to go on Marquette. Ah, Bye, everybody.